Hello and welcome to the Sex Within Marriage podcast. My name is JD and I blog over at uncoveringintimacy.com. And today we're here for another monthly roundup of our anonymous questions from our Have a Question page. Uh, These ones are coming from October 2021 and hopefully I'll get this out before November ends. Uh, Before we get to the seven questions we have today though, I want to let you know that if you're listening to this before December 1st, you still have time to check out our Intimacy Advent Calendar, uh, but not much time. Soon it's going to be gone again for another year. And as previously mentioned, if you aren't interested in buying it but still want to play it along at home, check out our Instagram page where I'll be posting a card every day from December 1st until Christmas. Oh, and lastly, we're running a Black Friday Cyber Monday deal, uh, 50% off all digital products in the shop. Just use a coupon code BLACKFRIDAY2021 and uh, you get the discount. With that out of the way, let's get on to the questions. All right, question one. Why do many couples believe that if the other approves of their cheating with someone outside of the marriage, it's not considered adultery? I think it's because people have taken God out of their lives. Marriage used to be a vow made before God that, among other things, you would only have sex with them, with your spouse. Uh, It wasn't just a promise to the spouse, but a promise to God as well, because you believe that his way was good and right. So then it doesn't matter if your spouse thinks it's okay because God doesn't and your vow was to him as well. But we've taken God out of marriages. Uh, Even in Christianity, there's much less of a focus on God and much more of a focus on the individuals. As well, we've taken the idea of absolute morality out of the mindset of most people as well. The idea of that some things are just wrong, no matter what the circumstance is. Um, Whereas Christianity is founded on the idea that God is always right and we are always sinful. And so our desires are always circumspect, you know, but our society has moved towards an idea of I am God and my desires are always right. And sadly that's starting to impact a lot of Christianity as well. And I think this is just an extension of that mentality that if I think it's okay and my spouse thinks it's, it's okay, then it must be okay because our desires are the only thing that matters because there is no objective morality anymore. All right, question number two. This mom writes, I have a situation that recently happened and I'm not sure how to handle it. I'm married with two kids, a 12-year-old boy and an almost 10-year-old daughter. I came home early the other day and what I saw was horrifying. My kids sometimes use her bathroom to shower. I got home and walked into my bedroom and I realized someone was in my bathroom The door was open a crack and in the bathroom mirror, I could see that my son was masturbating and not sure what is worse, seeing this or the next thing I notice, he has a pair of my dirty panties in his hand. I was floored. He didn't see me and I walked out. I haven't told my husband as he would punish him. I asked a couple other moms and they just kind of laughed and said, all men do this and it's normal for a man to use women's dirty underwear. Any advice? Um, Don't leave your underwear lying around. Uh, Honestly, though, yeah, you should probably talk to your son. Now, I personally believe solo masturbation is an activity that's going to set you up for failure in the long term, and I'll link to my reasoning in the show notes if you want to disagree or explore those ideas. Um, But whether or not you would agree or disagree with that, my assessment, I think it's perfectly reasonable to have a discussion that, uh, number one, sex, solo or not, shouldn't involve people other than your spouse, and that includes people accidentally walking by and seeing you, so you should probably be somewhere private. 
And number two, that he should respect other people's property and masturbating using your underwear is a violation of that. I also think it's important to remember that he's 12 years old. And if you don't have open conversations about sex, how is he supposed to know what's acceptable behavior and what isn't? So there's no reason to get upset at him. He frankly likely doesn't know any better. And at this stage, that's more of an outcome of your conversations with him or lack thereof than anything else. All right. Question number three is actually two questions. Uh, these both came in last month and I figured we'd tackle them at the same time. Uh, the first one is from a husband who says, my wife prefers to give me hand jobs with a condom on. She finds it much easier for cleanup and likes not having to worry about where and when I finish. She puts some lube on inside the condom and then she will give me a hand job with everything inside. It feels better without a condom, which she will do once in a while for me, but I like it with one okay too. Is it common for Christian couples to use condoms for hand jobs? Should I support her by wearing one? The second question comes from another husband saying, hello. My wife has a lower sex drive than I do, and so she frequently gives me hand relief. The sex is wonderful, and I'm blessed that it's more frequent than many other couples, but my natural natural drive is just higher than hers. She used to always let me finish into a towel, but after a while, her married friend told her she likes to use condoms with lube inside for her husband's hand jobs because of the easy cleanup. So we tried using condoms, and then my wife asked if we could start doing it that way too, and I agreed. It's not as pleasurable, but it still feels great, and she likes it much better than using a towel since there's no lube or semen mess. I want to encourage the frequency of hand jobs and also be considerate of her preferences. Should I make the small sacrifice and get used to wearing a condom most of the time since the hand jobs still feel good and I have great sex and frequent hand jobs to be grateful for? Or should I push for a compromise like only with a condom on when she's tired? So let's start with is it common? I have no statistics on this, but I can tell you that two of the men in our supporters forum say they do the same thing in their marriage. So you're certainly not alone. Should you agree to this or should you push for a compromise? Personally, I hate the term compromise because compromising basically means both of you are losing. It describes a zero sum game where either one or the other can win, but not both. And so you both decide to lose a bit in order to keep the peace. Now, I don't like the battle mentality, the you versus your spouse, nor the idea that you both have to lose in order to keep the peace. So instead, I prefer to change the focus of the discussion. You know, rather than focus on what you or your wife wants, focus on what's best for your marriage. Is there a net gain between the two of you or a net loss by using them? And that's going to be different for each marriage. This way, you two can both have your quote-unquote selfish desires, uh, for lack of a better word, but look at them with an un, in an unselfish way. What this does require, though, is that both spouses be honest about their desires. For example, both these husbands say handjobs are still okay with a hot condom, so the condom doesn't negate their purpose entirely. Next, we need to know how the wives feel. Uh, we know one is willing to do it occasionally without a condom, so not wearing a condom isn't a deal breaker. In that case, it seems like it more, makes sense to use a condom most of the time as it's likely to result in more hand jobs, but keeping it so that occasionally it still happens um, without one would make it feel like the husband's desires are still being considered. And that's how I'd frame the discussion. You know, something like, I know you want to use condoms for hand jobs, and I'm okay with that, but I'd really like us to not use them from time to time as well, because I really like the skin-on-skin contact from it. It makes me feel connected, or I think it would make also help me feel like we're working together to find a solution that works for both of us, uh, if that could happen occasionally. You know, something like that. I hope that helps. 
All right. Question four is from a new wife. She writes, I got married just over a year ago. I'm filled with guilt because unknown to me, my girlfriends hired five strippers. I was shocked because my aunt and my mom were there. Everyone had been drinking a lot. The guys stripped off. Needless to say, they were all huge. There were 12 of us. They went around everyone and put their manhood in everyone's faces. All my friends were married, but two. I was last. So because I was the bride, they tried to do more. They put a chair in the center of the room and I had to sit on it. Then they just dance to begin. Then one of them asked me to stand up and he sat on the chair and he grabbed my hips and forced me to sit on his lap. And he was grinding his penis against my vagina. I had on a short dress. He hiked my dress up to my waist in front of everyone. Being a little drunk, next thing I know, I'm having an orgasm with, and everyone knows because I'm pretty loud. So embarrassing. There's more, but I just wanted to discuss this. I feel obligated to tell my husband out of guilt. And that has got to have been difficult to live with for the last year, and scary to consider telling your still new husband. And a lot of things kind of went wrong here. It sounds like uh, there was drinking involved, friends and family who not only didn't protect you from the activities, but were also complicit in them. Add to that that you're the center of attention, and I would imagine under a lot of pressure to kind of keep the party going and not shut it down. And unfortunately, those are just the reasons why it was harder to do the right thing, not an excuse for not doing the right thing. And the reason you feel guilt is because you did something wrong, arguably a bunch of things wrong. And that's the point of godly guilt, to push you towards repentance. Now, I'd argue that you should still apologize to your friends and family as well because you did not model a good example for them. In some ways, at this point, they need an apology more than your husband because his life has been, so far, not directly affected by your actions, whereas theirs has. Nevertheless, I agree. You have wronged your husband as well in this, and even setting aside whether or not it's right to tell him, you have witnesses, and a lot of them. As well, given that alcohol seems to be a factor in your family's lifestyle, there's a good chance one of them is going to accidentally let something slip at some point in your life, and that's something that might be better off getting ahead of. So I guess the implied question is, here is, how do I tell him? And all I can say is, with humility and clear remorse. You know, don't try to hide what happened. Don't try to shift the blame. Take responsibility for your actions. Make it clear that you made bad decisions, but that you're determined to make better ones moving forward. Um, you apologize, and then you ask for forgiveness. And that is all you can do. Question number five is, is cross-dressing normal? Still very straight, but loves to wear panties. My wife hates it, but I have done it from a very young age. We get at least one cross-dressing post a month these days. So yeah, it seems to be getting more prevalent. But I don't think it's good. If you want to know why, check out my post on cross-dressing. I'll have a link to it in the show notes. Question number six is simply, did you check out the Tenuto? For those who don't know, the Tenuto is a toy designed for men and couples by a company called Mystery Vibe. I actually own one. Uh, they sent one to me. However, I found it big and awkward and bulky and, well, just not great or practical. Uh, I think it's a neat idea, but I think it needs another generation or two of development to become practical. At this point, I'd much rather use something like a Tor 2 from Lilo uh, if I was looking for something similar, though much simpler. Uh, I'll put the link to both of them in the show notes if anyone wants to check them out, but that's about all I have to say about the Tunudo. And lastly, question number seven. 
This husband writes, I've been married to my wife for 18 years and we have three kids, 9, 12, and 17 years old. Our sex life is okay and it's always quick because we are so worried about the kids walking in. Lately, we have had the perfect time and the kids are asleep to be together, but my wife just wants to be left alone. Also, my wife likes to lay down with her nine-year-old and fall asleep in his room. That happens about four times a week. I tell my wife to come to our bed, but she says she wants to relax and be on social media. So basically, while we are ready for bed, I guess I make her not relaxed. What should I do to have my wife lay in bed with me again? Well, firstly, I'd get a lock for the bedroom door to solve the worry about the kids walking in. Uh, They're pretty cheap, generally easy to install with just a screwdriver, and they come with instructions in case you've never done it before. Then, assuming she likes massages, I'd buy her a couple massage course for Christmas, like Melt, which I'll link to in the show notes. And by that, I mean you buy the course, and then you learn how to do massages on her. Then you offer her massages. This solves a few problems. Uh, Number one, it gets her into the bedroom at bedtime. Number two, it helps her relax. And number three, it's an easy way to transition to foreplay and then potentially sex. Uh, I give my wife at least some massaging or back rub almost every day using the stuff I learned from Melt. Uh, I don't follow the exact uh, choreographs that they have anymore, but the uh, principles behind the techniques is, well, they've just become incorporated in how I touch her. And as such, it's become a habit for her to come in the bedroom, lock the door, strip down, and get into bed pretty much every night, even if I'm not giving her a massage. And that's how I made her bedroom a place uh, of relaxation that my wife actually wanted to go to. And that's all we have for this month. Uh, I do have one more question that I'm going to answer in a separate post about husbands with low sex drives, so stay tuned for that. Uh, That question is coming up so often that I thought I'd write an entire post on it so I can refer to it in the future. So if that's your question, it's coming. Other than that, don't forget to check out our Black Friday slash Cyber Monday sale, our Intimacy Advent Calendar in particular, or check out our Instagram page to play along this season. And as always, thank you to our amazing supporters who help us keep going and helping us to answer all the questions we get as well as being my proofreaders. Um, You guys are all awesome. If you want to become one, uh, check out our donate page. And by the way, our $5 supporters get the Intimacy Advent Calendar for free in November. So if you want it, you still have time. And that's it for this month. Talk to you next time.